Welcome to Talk Story, giving space for stories unheard. We at Talk Story are focused on showing creativity as a universal mindset through storytelling. I'm your host, Alec Brownridge. This chapter is called Climbing, turning challenges into opportunities to realize one's full potential. Our first guest, Fernando Mari, is a co-founder and co-owner of the Brazilian food truck Boteco. Even though it's been open for a relatively short time, one year and five months, its impact has already been felt in Austin. The amount of people who come back just because they feel at home and they bring their friends and they bring their family and they want to show everybody how, you know, there's something different here. There's, we, we feel at home. When asked about the unique atmosphere of Boteco, with its food, music, and stories, Fernando simply says, It's just how I grew up. It's just, it's just the way that I've always seen things in the restaurant business. In order for Boteco to be a reality, Fernando first had to get to the U.S. My story begins when, my story in the U.S. begins when I first moved in, when I first came into New York City. It was August of 2011. Um, I arrived on Terminal 4 JFK and I had a little paper that said um, Penn Station, Pennsylvania Hotel. Um, and that's that's all I needed. That's that's all I knew at the time, and I didn't speak a lot of English at, back then. So I I handled that to a guy, and he was he was rude, but he was kind of nice. But it was just, later on understood that's a New York way to be. You know, like just just go over there, you know. And I went to the to Penn Hotel, and I, I accidentally booked my room for the following day. So first day in New York City, I was homeless, didn't have a place to stay. So I stay at the at Pennsylvania Station, and um, it was a great night. I saw a lot of crazy things. Um, then I eventually um, enrolled into an English program to learn English, um, and I went to the office to see if I could find any rooms from it to, for me to live in New York City. And I met this woman named Lauren there, and she helped me find an apartment. And then she loved Brazil, she loved uh, Portuguese, and I thought that was pretty cool, you know, somebody in New York City that was interested in the place I, I come from. So we started hanging out a lot, and um, eventually when we, when I finished school, she, we, I invited her to go out with me, and then eventually we started dating, and now she's my wife, and, and we own Boteco Food Truck together, and this is the beginning of the story. First time we went to a bar in Williamsburg, I tried to buy her a drink and my credit card got denied. And then she like saved me. From that moment on, she's been saving my life since then. She's like, oh, I got this drink. Um, you know, we, we really connected in many ways and she helped out with, with uh, my English learning process. Um, we, we moved in, we lived in Harlem and, um, and she's, she, she had been all over the world. so. That's when things really started to change in my mind. Again, I, I come from a city in Brazil. It is a big city in terms of population, but it's a really close-minded place where I thought the world was was just what I was doing at the time. You know, I thought, you know, the coolest place was at the place we were all going at the time uh, in my childhood. So I didn't know about the world. And she was like, well, this is the world here. There you go. New York city for you. You know, let's go have Senegalese food tonight. And 
let's go after to a Puerto Rican club and and you know all these crazy things that I never thought existed were in front of me you know I felt like I was in a movie or something and she really started to open my mind about what you know what can be done you know in the world because I, I always knew I wanted to do something but I had no clue what that could be because you know I I I grew up in a very limited environment where your options are very limited. Um, so that really is when I remember to start understanding that what I actually wanted to do in the future could be possible, um, which was always to do art and use my creativity and explore my, um, my ideas and, you know, meet a lot of people and make connections and things like this. Um, and that's the good things of New York City. Those are the good things of New York City. Um, the bad things is that it's really hard to make money with that and, and afford to live in that city. So we always had the idea of moving somewhere else. Um, so we actually moved to Brazil for six months just to take a break from the city and all of the paperwork that it, that it, that it all the process that it took for me to actually become a resident here in the U.S., so we went to Brazil for six months, had a great time there. And then after these six months, we decided that whenever we were returning to the States, we would move to Austin, Texas. And then we started looking to places here. Um, we moved here and I applied for a position at Fogo de Chão, a Brazilian steakhouse, um, as a busser. And I got that job and I was a busser at Fogo de Chão for about, I would say about five months. And um, it was interesting. It was my first real job here in the U.S. And in New York City, I, 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 I worked here and there, but I really had no job, mostly because I didn't speak English and obviously I had no papers back then. Um, then I got this job at, at, at Fogo and, you know, I've, I've always played music on the side. I've been uh, a musician since I can remember. And uh, one of these days, I was I was playing at a, at a at a bar here in Austin, and I met this guy who worked at Apple, and he was like, you, you know, you, you speak Portuguese, you're very personal, but you're very friendly. You should come to work work at Apple, and I was like, definitely, I could do that. So I got a job at Apple, and um, and then I worked there for one year and four months, um, and I was working at the call center department uh, for Brazil and the U.S which that's kind of why my Brazilian accent faded away a little bit because I had to sound really clear on the phone. So a lot of people ask me, how did you learn English so quickly? It was mostly because of the call center job because I didn't want people to go like, can you, can you transfer the call to somebody who actually, you know? So I, 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 I forced myself to learn English properly then. Um, and then eventually I noticed... Um, that a lot of people in Austin were really interested in Brazilian culture and people here really interested in, in, in food and, and food trucks were a big part of the city. But I, I noticed how there was not a, nothing really representing Brazil and Brazilian food in general. So I saw an opportunity to start something and that's when the idea of opening Boteco came up and it took us about seven or eight months of planning and saving and and um, and uh, organizing everything to actually open Boteco. Since Boteco has been opened, what do you feel is unique about it compared to other restaurants and food trucks in Austin? 
quick example that I do every day is, is customer service. How to how how to interact with with my customers at Boteco, which is a huge part of what we do is how we interact with everybody. And um, if you if you go out to eat in 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 Belo Horizonte in in Brazil in general, but I can only speak to to Belo Horizonte. There's it's always a very formal, uh, a very casual um, atmosphere, and uh, there was never there was never a, 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 the restaurant was never trying to impress you. The restaurant was always trying to accommodate and welcome you. And I think the restaurant industry has uh, a lot of times is trying to impress you, and they're trying to show you some words that you're not familiar with that they just come up with that fancy vocabulary for you be for you be intimidated and and then you order that and you're like eh, it's okay it's not you know though it sounds great but it doesn't actually taste great every day every day growing up in Brazil we had simple meals done right and the the people who worked there were very genuine people and they would their job was to get your order right and make you feel at home and that was something that I, since I moved into the States, I've always felt like I, that there was, that was missing in the restaurant industry here. That the, the waiters were most of the time, they're, they're great workers, but they're instructed by, by um, their bosses to, to upsell and to, you know, try to impress you with certain dishes and as opposed to trying to actually hear you and understand what you would like to have um so that was always in my mind and whenever we opened Boteco I that was my number one thing I was like we have to do it just like we do it there everybody who comes here they will let us know what what they want how they want it to be prepared and we're we're not here to try to impress anybody we're here to welcome everybody and at first that was a different approach to to the to how people are usually used to, you know, having dinners and, and things like that. But it turned out to be to become the the thing that people talk about the most at Botech was how the service is so, um, and the word is natural. It's it's we're we're just doing that because that's how we are. Um, that really affected me growing up like that, and and it's something that I that I pass along here in Austin, which is a very friendly city too. So it works well perfectly. Um, so yeah, that is for me, that's something I do it every single day that I look back and I'm like, people thank me for this, for the service. I'm like, I, I thank you for coming. This is just who I am. That's just what I do. And I'm proud to be able to represent my culture here in Texas and, and, and people seem to love it. That's so true. It seems only natural for you to welcome customers as if they were family. What has allowed you to take advantage of these opportunities? I've always loved to create things. That's if if there's one thing that I that I love to do is to create things. Um, that being music, or that being a dish uh, for 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 our menu, or that being um, a movie, or whatever it is, I love to create things. And um, and I wanted to um, to make a living doing that. You know. Um, how do I use that right now? It's it's just every single day. When you own a small business, you just you have to create things every day, and that being dishes, you have to create a 
um, solutions for for issues that come up last minute. You have to create marketing strategies to be able to drive people into your business. You have to um, create um, plans for your employees and everything. So I use that daily, you know, and um, and especially as a food truck, there's so many there's so many issues and last minute um, incidents that happens that. If it rains, you have to come up with a plan for for the weather. Or if it's too hot, you also have to come up with, especially here in Texas, you have to come up with a solution for it. Um, and Austin is a it's a city where there's a lot of great restaurants. Competition here is really strong, um, so we are always looking for something else to do, how to get better, how to serve our our plates better, how to plate everything beautifully and. I just have a I have a great time assembling all of these things together, and and it, it it makes me feel so good when I see the reaction of everybody, including you, uh, that uh, really appreciate the hard work that we put into what we do there. And um, again, it's it's because of the hard work that I, Lauren, and the people that we work with um, put every single day, and and the care that we. And how much we respect our customers, because we really do that to every single person who comes in there. That being a celebrity, or that being just any regular customers, you know, um, we we do it because we love to create, to welcome, and to represent the culture we come from. <clears throat> there was one time where I'm not, not really sure if I'm supposed to tell this story, but I'll tell it anyway. Uh, there was one time where. Um, it was a Thursday afternoon at Boteco about, it was, I think, 2.30 or 3 o'clock. We opened at 5. So I was there prepping. Um, you know, our dishes kind of take a long, beans take at least one hour in a pressure cooker to be cooked. Um, so I was I was there prepping everything easy, you know, having, um, you know, chopping onions, doing stuff like that. Then somebody knocks at the food truck and i was like who's, who's this person right now you know we open at five so i opened the door and there's this there's this guy um really well-spoken guy and he tells me that <clears throat> he's um he's here because his brazilian boss um would like to have dinner tonight and he's trying to see if i can um prep something for him asap because he had to leave within like 20 minutes so I was like well you know i can't really do that because you know i had just i just started but tell me more about it like why why hasn't she come here but is she from austin and he was very very um private about the answers which i started to be a little curious about who that person was going to be you know later he 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 told me that the dinner was going to be for matthew mcconaughey and I immediately was like, all right, we'll make it happen. Just give me just give me 30 minutes and we'll make it happen. So I literally had to come up with a menu that wasn't our regular menu because my regular menu would at least take one hour to be prepped. So I I just put the charcoal on and and um, while, while the charcoal was getting hot, I, I started chopping um, some other things in the middle of a salad. And uh, we had some cochinhas. I already started them. Uh, we were finishing the cochinhas. Um, made some empanadas and made some rice, farofa, and vinaigrette salad. And uh, in about 20 minutes, everything was plated beautifully. 
and he wanted to to taste everything beforehand and he loved it and we're actually friends nowadays but he loved so much that he was like well whatever you're gonna make just make me make me five orders of everything so i took it he took it with him and eventually we got to to actually cater a big party for them which was one of the best days for boteco that was really really cool so that was a great day where i had to come up with something um in about 25 minutes and it had to be the best i've ever done because definitely the standards were really high and and we always wanted to to um to cater for them because she's from my city. I don't know if you know that, but she, Camila Alves, McConaughey's wife, she's from Belo Horizonte and that's where I'm from too. So we, we, we kind of grew up probably eating the same type of food and I, and, and I thought that was really cool that she lives here too. So yeah, I had about 25 minutes to come up with, uh, with that menu and it worked out really well. So I've always tried to be outside of my comfort zone that's one of my best advice to anybody that's trying to do something it's really easy to be in your comfort zone and just be okay with it but the problem is that the time passes so fast when you're in a comfort zone because um it's so easy you know you make plans you you have fun you've got a bunch of friends and you just see life pass by but then you realize that it's you know you haven't accomplished anything and and that's why the end of the year is always sad for a lot of people because they see that it you know Oh, it's it's August, it's October again, and I haven't done what I've what I've said. It's well, that's because you stayed in a comfort zone. So I I was lucky to realize that really young um, that I should be outside of my comfort zone if I wanted to achieve something, in which I wanted to. I've always wanted um, to do something else. You know, I I've always felt like um, the world was once you realize that the people who you you, the people you admire are people, they are just like you, but they've took it, they've took the the time and the patience and the courage to actually go out and do it. You know, nobody's better than anybody else, but if you're able to um, discipline yourself and, 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 and plan and organize and execute something, you will do it. Um, so... The main reason why I came to the U.S. was because I, I wanted to learn English for musical uh, purposes, for writing and things like this. Um, so that's why I decided to come to the United States. I was actually going to go to Spain, but last minute I, I changed my mind and I, and I decided to go to New York City because I thought it was, it was going to be a better place to learn English. That's why I mentioned the, the import, the, how important Lauren was because she was the one who opened my mind and changed um, my my ideas and my perspectives of, of what I wanted to do, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but mainly the reason why I came here was for English, um, to learn English. But then um, once I got to New York City, I realized that, you know, you can do whatever you want right now. Look at it. You've got this crazy city. You've got so many examples of people who've, you know, who had nothing and came here and, and built everything. So why not, why not try it? You know, you can be the next one, you know, you and 10,000 people could be the next one. Um, so New York City really inspired me. I came here just to learn English, but when I moved to New York City, I opened my eyes. It really did. So I love that city so much. If there's one word that, uh, that I've always say to people um, of, hey, how did you do 
Um, how did you come up with this idea? How did it work so well? F just always follow your intuition. That's how I end up. How that's how I'm. Um, that's how Boteco is right now. That's why I'm at the place I'm at right now. It was all based on intuition. Um, I didn't listen to what people were saying. I just listened to what I knew I would like to do with the, with the help of a lot of great people and uh, respecting other people that were in the industry already. I just started doing my own thing. And little by little, that, that my own thing became a little more well-known and people started talking about it. And, um, and everything kind of came together at one point and to a point where now we have a, you went there yesterday, you saw how it was. It's, it's almost an hour wait to, to eat because it gets really busy. And um, it, it was all based on intuition. We, we just did what we thought it was the right thing to do. So a great message, my only message to everybody is only do what you think is right. Follow your dreams and that once you realize you can do, once you realize that the, the people who built the things you love are people just like you, you realize that you can do anything too. So just go for it, especially living in this, in this country where there's the sky's the limit and there's nothing you can really do. And um, it's great. It's cliche. It sounds very cliche, but it, it really is true. And I'm a little proof of it. You know, I came here four years ago with nothing. And now I have a little bit of, of something already. So and it was all based on intuition, hard work and help from great people. So that's my message, man. That really is all that has happened to me in these four years. And I'm really lucky to be around all these people, including you. Alex, <laughs> one of my favorite customers, by the way. The Talk Story team is Anthony McCoy, our audio engineer, Emilio Harrison, our graphic and web designer, Jacques Colimon, our photographer and videographer, Montanique Monroe, our guest photographer, and I'm Alec Brownridge, your host and producer. Talk Story is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher Radio. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Talk Story Show. Check out our website, talkstoryshow.com. Mahalo. Mahalo.